Thank you for joining us today as we walk shoulder to shoulder, growing in our love of the Lord and each other. I'm Megan Silas. And I'm Pam Marvin. And Megan and I are doing part two about spiritual friendship. Obviously, we love this topic. That's what this uh, podcast was founded on. And we really want to share that love through telling about kind of how do you go about that? We can talk about our own story and how that happened, which would be kind of fun, and talk about how others perhaps in our life. So... Here sure. We go. Yeah. So last episode, we kind of went over a little bit of, you know, what spiritual friendship is and, you know, some of the blessings that can come from it. And the idea that the Lord wants us to grow in knowledge of him through each other. So much our human relationships do inform us about who God is. And I really feel that spiritual friendship um, is such a relationship that can really reveal the love of God for us to each other. It, like sometimes as as physical beings, we just need so much the gaze and the physical affection of another human being to speak to the little little child part of our sure, heart that says, yeah. I love you. I am here for you. And I think God does that in such a beautiful way through spiritual friendship. And it's one of the reasons I you know, so much want it for other people because it's blessed my life so yes. much, right? To to have someone who sees who you are, the truth of who you are, not just like some image you're trying to portray or, or you know, some idealized version of yourself that you present, but the real truth of who you are knows the nitty gritty and says, I love you and I am in this with you and together we're going to grow in holiness, that is so compelling and so transformative and sure sadly, I think rarer than it should be. Right. Well, that's why we have a podcast so we can right. talk about how cool it is. Exactly. <laughs> and not just how cool it is, but how, you know, God, I really feel wants it for people. I mean, I know in my own life, it was friendship that led me um, to a place where Christ used it to call me to the Catholic church. So, I mean, my whole spiritual life did a 180 when that conversion happened in my life. And it was through the love of a friend that he like the crack uh, in the rock of my heart mm -hmm. at that point mm -hmm. just was open so that his grace could pour in. It's a beautiful story. And so, you know, to the point where, um, you know, I came up with this phrase uh, in, in response to that, which is, through the vessel of friendship, God pours forth his grace. So I really do see friendship as that. It's a, it's a vessel that God uses to pour grace into our lives. Right. You know, I, I have another imagery myself. I feel like when we're in a spiritual friendship, both ordered toward our Lord, we become that conduit of the Holy Spirit to speak God's truth to the other. Absolutely. It's like when you're ordered in that direction, there's some things sometimes where I feel inspired to say that would never really come from me, but I feel like I am that instrument that the mm -hmm. Lord is using to tell someone that they need to hear. Right. Absolutely. And that's, you know, a big part of spiritual friendship is that sense of being willing to speak truth to the other. Sometimes that truth is a beautiful truth. It's a truth of, oh, my gosh, you are worthy. You're, you're a beautiful person. Your heart is so amazing. Your gifts are valuable. Sometimes it's that. 
And but sometimes it's it's the other where it says you are not being fully who God calls you to be yeah. in this moment. You right. I see you acting out of sinfulness or woundedness. And this isn't who God calls you to be. And so right. I need to speak that truth into so that I can try to help you be more fully who God right. calls you it's to that be. Fraternal correction. I, right. I had a moment and I had a moment in one of my friendships where um they were leaning into gossip and it was making me very uncomfortable. And I said, Oh, I just we just have to stop. I can't do this. This is too painful for me. Um, I don't think we should be talking about this. And she went real quiet, right? Mm -hmm. She went quiet for a while. Um, But then when I saw her at mass a couple of days later, she hugged me from from the bottom of her heart, said, thank you, because she didn't even realize that's what she was doing. Right. But, you know, it takes some work to get to that place, right, Mm -hmm. where you can do that. And trust that the person isn't coming at you with a spirit of criticism, but a true desire to help you become fully who God created you to be right. in the most beautiful, holy way. And that we talked a little bit about trust in the last one. And I do think that when you talk about how do you get into a spiritual friendship, it really is about how do you build trust in a relationship Um so that you can have those moments of when the person speaks truth into your life, whether it's a beautiful truth or a hard truth that you actually trust that it is true and that it's being spoken for your good. Right. right. And doesn't that so much mirror how we need to relate to God? So right. True. Because, you know, we often do struggle to trust what he says about ourselves, right. you know, and, and that to truly trust that he desires our good, even when it's difficult and hard. Right. And in this particular instance, I didn't say, oh, you shouldn't know, and, you know, finger pointing or something like that. Um, as I recall, the way the Lord just let it happen was just saying, this hurts me and I can't be a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way it came off. It wasn't like scolding. Right. But sometimes it may be where you have to be more specific, where you say, you know, look, I really, really love you, and I've noticed that you seem to struggle with falling into gossip You know, in this particular instance. I've seen this as a pattern, and I need to bring it up to you because I know that this isn't what God wants for you. And you don't want for yourself. And, and I know this isn't who you are. Right, right. You know, you exactly. aren't a person who wants to, you know, spread rumors or speak ill about other people because I, I know your heart. And I know that's not where you really are, but you you seem to be struggling in this area. So I'm going to bring it to your attention and ask you, how can I help you, you know, to overcome this? And how they respond will very much be dependent probably on how trustworthy you've been in the relationship going forward, where they know you're just not somebody who like comes out with criticisms for the sake of criticisms. Right. And that you have shown yourself to be a faithful, truthful person who really does truly desire their good. If that's their experience of you throughout your relationship, when you have to bring something hard, they're going to be able to receive it in the spirit that it was truly given. Exactly. So true. But you don't get to that place of trust without taking the time to build it. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about and when we talk about how to form spiritual friendships, I think in a lot of ways it's about 
how do you build the trust in a relationship that says, I love you and I desire your good. And I'm willing to do the things that speak to that, even if they're hard. Right. Well, you know, I want to back up just just a hair, Megan, because um, when we're talking about the how, how we mentioned briefly in the last episode, um, usually at the Bible study where you encounter people that are similarly on the same path. Well, that's kind of what happened with you and I, right? Right. Yes. And one of my other really dear friends, uh, we were co-adorers together mm. and we ended up in one of the Bible studies together, mm-hmm. things like that. So um, this is also to encourage you to get a little bit out of your comfort zone. Maybe if you aren't really getting out and being a part of the church community, because God made us for community, right? Absolutely. And so if there's, there's so many good things, even if it is over Zoom, you may get to know someone that way. Hey, maybe you'd like to go to lunch. Be bold like Megan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I really do think it is that next step of, okay, I've been, I've, so now you've put yourself in a situation where you may potentially meet somebody that you have a resonance with. So, so let's just say it's like a book study or a Bible study. So say you go to that bookstore Bible study, you know, three or four times and you find that every time you go, there's this one person who you love it when they talk, you love to hear what they have to say. And then the couple times that maybe you've gotten a chance to talk during this more social part or on coffee, you just like, you just really, you're just going back and forth and you feel a sense of excitement in their presence. So, This is the kind of thing which should set off the, you know, the alarms. Maybe this is somebody that I'm, that I resonate with for a reason and that I'm called to maybe going in a deeper relationship with, but you probably won't have that happen unless you're willing to take that next step. That risk. And it is a risk. It's definitely a risk. It's a risk to say, let's take this from the group setting to the one-on-one setting Mm -hmm. because spiritual friendships happen in a one-on-one setting. Like you can have groups of friends, but you're not really going to go to the deepest, most intimate level until you spend time one-on-one. So So the, the, the how is keep your antenna up, right? Be in places where you could potentially meet people that are ordered towards God. When you meet a somebody that you resonate with, have the courage to then take the next step. Exactly. And, and move it from the communal group setting to the one-on-one group setting, right? And Absolutely. say, okay, I've acknowledged that there is this resonance that I feel towards you. Now you can assume that they probably feel it as well, but it may not 100% be true. Oh, yeah. I've got some of those too, Megan. <laughs> so how they respond is going to be dependent like on whether or not they're feeling it as well. If it's a mutual resonance... And that they're feeling jazzed to be in your presence as well. And you invite them to go to coffee or go to lunch. They're going to be like, heck yeah. Yes, I would love to do that. Right. But if they never get back to you or they be like, or they say, this is more common. Yeah, we should totally do that sometime. Mm-hmm. And then never hear back. They're not really as motivated. They're not, they're not either. They're not in a place in their life where they're seeking that or they're not feeling the same resonance. So you have to just kind of accept that you can try a couple times, maybe, you know, maybe they just are just really busy, but the way I like to do it is, and I found has been very fruitful is don't just put it out there as a suggestion. If they come back to you, say, yes, that sounds, yeah, we should totally do that sometime. Let's do that. Then you come back immediately and say, okay, 
when's the next time on your schedule that you would be free for coffee or lunch? Oh, I'll take it one step further. I usually have to say, okay, so how's Monday uh, at 8 a.m.? <laughs> you know, how's you can, Monday yeah, breakfast? You can do that. Sometimes <laughs> that ends up being like this whole back and forth. And no, that doesn't work. Sometimes it's just like, what is the next date on your schedule that will work? And mm-hmm. then hopefully it'll work for your schedule. But make a plan. That's the thing. You have to start being concrete in these things instead of being more, yeah, that sounds good, right? Be intentional. And that's one word I would say is really at the core of forming spiritual friendship is intentionality. You have decided that you would like to form a deeper relationship with a person and therefore you must be intentional about taking the steps that will make that happen. Right. And so much, as you hear us talk about these things, they aren't just about human relationship. These mirror how we need to work in our relationship with God. And I think that's what it is meant to do. It's meant to take a very concrete situation of a human relationship to inform us about how we can grow in relationship with God. Because God wants to be our friend and he wants us to be intentional about our relationship with him. And he can teach us how to do that through our human relationships. Right. It's beautiful. I'm thankful for them. I'm so thankful with you brought you into my life for sure. And those other opportunities he gives us. So just be aware. I think that's really, you know, being aware of God's providence. I'm really um, a big advocate for just paying attention to the details of your life um, and the way God puts people in your life and then acting upon, like you said, so Courage is a really good one because in my case, I have, I've really struggled with rejection wounds. Mm-hmm. And so taking that next step was always very frightening for me because right. I did not want to be told. I mean, even today, I still, I don't know why, even though I don't, you know, I don't know why it's still there, you know, where I'm like, oh, well, if I, no one's going to want to do it if I suggest it. But there are some friends I have that if they're the ones, because they have the charism of, oh, well, there's a charism of where they just people gather I, there is one like I can't hospitality it. yes that's it yeah. so one of my friends that has a has the gift of hospitality she can just say hey how about this day this time everybody's like yeah and everybody can do it it's just like just natural you know mm. well i don't have that <laughs> right well and i think one of the things when you're focused on trying to pursue spiritual friendship if you really are ordered towards um Desiring a relationship that uh, is helping you grow in holiness, it's something that you say, okay, God wants me to grow in holiness, right? That's a desire for him. And if he wants to bring a friend in my life to help me do that, he will do that, right? And so instead of like looking at it as if this person who I reach out to, who I felt an initial resonance to, um, says no or doesn't seem to respond in such a way that they really are want to prioritize that instead of taking it on as a rejection, the way I look at it is, okay, I guess God just didn't want that person for me to be in spiritual friendship. So it's not so much that like something, there's something bad about me or there's something that I'm feeling personally um, rejected. It's just a matter of that wasn't God's plan for me. And that's okay. Right. You know, maybe right. there's somebody else that would be better suited for me and for that person to be in spiritual friendship with and to just let it be right. and be okay it's with so that. True. No, I, I remember having that kind of a second thought. Cause there's been a couple of people that I was very drawn to and thought, gosh, I'd really like to be a closer friend. 
And then nothing would manifest even after trying mm-hmm. to, hey, let's go for a walk because it was a neighbor at the right. time or different things like that. And just like, you know, and then upon further reflection, but it took me some further reflections like, you know, perhaps this isn't just what God wants for you. you right. know? Instead yeah. of I focus more on the rejection than uh, perhaps this isn't God's will. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the, be- the best way to look at it is, Lord, if you want it for me, you'll give it to me. And, yeah. and if you don't, then it's better that I don't have it. That's right. Right. Because maybe that person's not a good fit. Maybe not. Right. But then I, then I think we should move on, though, to, OK, so you've made a plan. You've you've sat down and you you have your first one on one time together like they there seems to be mutual interest in, you know, going further and having a, a personal relationship as opposed to keeping it in the communal setting. So what are your thoughts on that initial meeting and, and sort of setting the groundwork for mm. going forward from that? Initial thoughts. Well, I have to say, uh, really just getting to know that person. You know, you you know them somewhat, right? But you want to kind of take it a little bit further. Like you and I, I think we shared our conversion stories, mm-hmm. how we're both converts to the faith. But we both had that like um, that resonance where the energy built and built and built. And there was so much to say. Um, but, yeah, getting to know that person um, kind of like family history, even too, where you grew up, yeah. where you're from, what's it like, you know, and um, I don't know that that's that I think was a really good place to start because you we had the resonance that was just like an obvious one. But then starting to know history, I think mm-hmm. was really important. Yeah, I do think it is really good to put a person in their context, you know, like so because you can talk about all kinds of you know, say you could talk about all kinds of theological things and and things regarding what's going on in the church and and all that sort of stuff. And that's cool and interesting and neat stuff. But that was our second date. (laughs) Yeah. But you can actually talk about all those things with a person who you're not intimate with. That's true. You know what I mean? So to get at, you know, starting to foster the intimacy means to learn more about who the person is. So if you leave that first, you know, meeting and, you want to have learned a little something more about not just like what they think about the the topics of the day, but what's dear to their heart. Like, cause you really are trying to get into the heart of another. One of the, a beautiful um, term that say uh, John Henry Newman used as his, I think it was his like Bishop uh, slogan, know, slogan mm-hmm. motto was core ad core loquitor. Okay. Which in Latin, it was Latin for heart speaking to heart. Mm-hmm. And that's really where you want to move as you grow into a deeper spiritual friendship is instead of brain speaking to brain, it becomes heart speaking to heart. Mm-hmm. And so learning more about, okay, do you have any kids? You have a spouse? Yeah, you know, like true. who who is dear to you? What, what's your, what a little bit about maybe what what your family life was growing up, you know, and you start with the superficials of just maybe like family makeup and where. But then as you start learning the names, I, I find names are really important. Mm-hmm. I uh, 
I'm that way too, though. Yeah, I just really, I uh, you know, just knowing, like, say if you're if you're the person you're meeting with, you know, has friends. Like, well, what are, uh, your friend has children? What are your children's names? That's right. I think you, you can know? tell a lot about a person when you right. hear the names of their children. But then when you speak, when they speak the name of, he's, I know who I know who you're talking about. I know that that's your second child, or you know, and and that speaks to the other person of caring about who they are you know, as a person. Right. And that's the kind of thing that it's not all going to happen for at the first lunch, of course, you know, and you need to, different people need to go at different paces, right? Mm -hmm. According to temperament and nature. Temperament and also their previous experience. That's true. You know, because if they've been wounded in the past by relationships, uh, been betrayed by friends, they're maybe going to be a, a more um, hesitant, hesitant yeah. nervous to go into things in a more intimate way. Whereas some people are just, they're just easily can spill stuff, you know, be, feel trust very quickly. So, you know, just because a person maybe has had some experiences before that don't allow them to feel free to trust very quickly. doesn't mean they can't become a beautiful, amazing spiritual friend. It, it just means that takes more time. there's going to be more time, more patience maybe involved if one person tends to be more open than the other. But one of the things I've really found is uh, for me in spiritual friendship, a big word is reciprocity. Mm. This sense of a mutual giving and taking that is not in a way that's a tit for tat kind of thing. Cause you've done that for me. Now I feel obligated oh, yeah, yeah, to do yeah. that for that you. It doesn't no. even hit the radar. Accounting <laughs> is, there should be no, no accounting in this, but there's just like a natural desire when someone gives to want to give back and when somebody, and when, and to receive well. So one of the ways, because um, I'm somebody who maybe is a little more willing to share at the beginning yeah, um, me too. I'm one of those that just have a lot of, <laughs> um, I'm an open book. Just ask me. <laughs> I don't mind so much. I think that's one of the reasons you and I became such quick friends because we were able to go pretty deep, pretty quick with our, kind of our backstory, so to speak. Right. Sorry, I had to cough there, but um, exactly. So I, you know, I'm a little more like that. You're a little more like that. So it can happen really quickly in those situations, but when I'm with somebody who maybe is a little more guarded for whatever reason, maybe it's temperament, maybe it's past experience. One of the things I like to do is um, model things for that person. So I will be willing to make the first move, shall you say, as far as sharing something maybe a little more personal about myself or about, you know, where my heart is at and give them the opportunity to receive that. And, you know, kind of see how they go with that, if they reciprocate or not. And I think over the first, you know, few times you meet with somebody, you'll find either they'll start sharing themselves in response to your sharing, and it'll become more mutual and more reciprocal, or they won't. And if they continue to stay guarded and continue to not really want to give of themselves, then, you know, you kind of have a decision point. Where you can say, all right, there's a couple ways you can move there. You can either just say, well, you know, perhaps we're going to have a friendship, but not a deep spiritual friendship. And that's okay. Yeah. That's not every friendship is going to be, you know, a deep spiritual friendship. 
we couldn't have that many deep spiritual friendships because they actually take some effort and, you know, time and investment that we can't do for every single relationship we have. So you may determine, all right, this is not going to end up going down that path. Right. You might decide, you know what, in the end, we really don't, we're kind of after a certain amount of time, kind of exhausting what it was that drew us together. And you might just kind of let it slip away as it naturally will. Mm -hmm. Or, um, you may decide, okay, you know, I actually think that this is moving. It may be slower than maybe I had hoped or expected, but we, I am definitely seeing progress in us becoming closer and we are still really enjoying this time and being blessed by it. So, you know, yeah, well, I have to say like in, in our situation, which I think is a little bit unique, you moved away. Right. Yeah. And even though you moved away, you were just still so, even though I didn't reach out to you as much as I really would have liked, but you were still so present to me. You were always present to me in a intellectual way, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, so when, when I'd see you from time to time at the benefits and whatnot, but when this opportunity came up, I couldn't think of any other way except you. Mm -hmm. And this blesses me so much to get to be with you. I mean, right. this is like yeah. deepens our spiritual friendship just to get to be able to share our hearts on air because since we're both so open. <laughs> <laughs> right. It and and well. it just goes to show that God has his own timing, right? That's true. And so, you know, just because something isn't going according to your timetable <laughs> doesn't was it, necessarily mean... I mean, it was like mean, five years. Know. How long yeah. was it? How long have you been away? Yeah, this is the sixth year. See, now, yeah. if you were asking me how long the Megans lived there, eh, a couple of years. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't feel like yeah. she's been gone very long. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, we do have to be, you know, it's going to sometimes it'll take patience or sometimes it might, if you're on the other side where you're the one who's tends to be more guarded, it might be a matter of... Um, requiring courage on your part to recognize, okay, I want this. This person seems very willing to give of themselves. I'm sort of struggling to, to open myself up. So, but I want it. So then, you know, you ask for God for the fortitude and the courage to, in the to grace, to, in the grace to step forward um, and try to allow yourself to be more vulnerable to this person so that he it's can beautiful. continue to work in that relationship. So, you know, once you get to that point where you see the trust building, you feel the mutuality, mutualness. Is that a word? Mutualness? I don't know. There's a bonding. I yeah, think, that really there's happens. the bonding that's going. And as you're starting to go down that path, I think that is the time, if it hasn't happened already, to really start intentionally bringing God into the relationship in a fuller way mm -hmm. at this point, because you're both ordered towards God, you've probably had a lot of conversations about things of the Lord and, you know, maybe theological conversations and in your thoughts about various aspects of, you know, the faith and everything. But I really feel that to bring prayer into the relationship as you've started to develop more intimacy is when it's really going to go to a next level. I agree with that entirely. But I also want to say that really a 
beautiful part of our friendship, Megan, during, you know, we started this up in 2020 for heaven's sakes, mm. but to having a deep spiritual friendship that was established and being able to talk about the difficulties and the trials of life, sure, especially since in, in 2020 and continues to be able to, to have those discussions. I mean, I think sometimes we really talk through some of our real troubling aspects. And um, it was real comforting to me when you and I always would land kind of with similar thoughts. I'm right. Like, okay, uh, um, this is, this is good. I felt like God was really using us to kind of heal from the ugliness of the stuff that's been going on. Right. And I do think that sometimes as particularly, you know, as women who, you know, we, basically talk for a ministry, right? You know, that's an apostle in our lives that talking is a part of it. So we are not going to have any trouble talking to each other, right? (laughs) And so we're going to be very ordered towards talking things through. Um, And I think a lot of women are like that. And men maybe tend not to talk as much. They, They might, you know, do stuff together and spend time together and, and have that as a way of bonding. But I do think that as much as we can discuss the nitty gritty of the things of our lives to really then bring prayer into it, like some of the most powerful moments in um, spiritual friendships that I've had is when one of my, either myself or my friend has been struggling with something and we just stop and say, can I, I'm just going to pray over you right now. You know, let it, let us bring the Holy Spirit into this conversation in a, in a very intentional way, a very specifically powerful way through prayer. And this is one of the things where, you know, you just kind of feel this shift a lot of times of, yes, we've been engaged with each other in conversation and in a heart to heart talking, but then now we're going to bring the Holy Spirit into it and he's going to act in in the way that only he can act, you know, and sort of sanctify this whole thing. And, but I will say that that is a level of intimacy that really does take some time to get to, I find. Yes. Yes. Um, but when you do get to it, it's so powerful. And even within the within a relationship, you're not always going to go there. Sometimes it's going to just take circumstances that kind of drive you there. Yeah. But when you have those circumstances come up, to have that to call upon is so powerful. Yes, indeed. So powerful. Agreed. So that shared prayer, that, that shared love of the Lord, and then working through that together... That's how it's going to build. It's going to continue to deepen as long as you continue that perspective. And there's nothing more beautiful than to be in a relationship where you can honestly and truly say, you know my heart. Oh, that's so true. You know, and that we live out that relationship in a way that not only is a blessing to us, but I think the gift of spiritual friendship isn't just meant for the people in that relationship. It's meant to be a blessing to the broader world about how we can live in ways that are holy and healthy and beautiful. Mm-hmm. I just had this experience yesterday, actually, where one of my beautiful, dearest, dearest friends and I were at our church. We had just gone to mass together and we went to the little um, gift shop. And the woman, uh, when we walked in together, 
the woman who was running, the, it's a very small little shop. Mm-hmm. Very, It's like a closet, basically. Okay. And the woman who was running it, she like had this look on her face and she said, what is that smell? One of you is wearing a perfume that just smells so nice to me. And, and I, and I know about my friend wears like much higher end perfume than I do. So I was like, it was probably hers. And she smelled it and she smelled it. She's like, well, that's close, but there's like this smell of vanilla. And I was like, well, maybe it's mine then because mine <laughs> smells like vanilla. And she smelled it and she's like, you know what? It's actually the smell of it together. Oh. It's both of your perfumes together that has made such a beautiful scent to me. Like I, I realize now that I smell both of them. It's not just one. It's both of them. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I love that. It just made my heart smile so much that to think because so awesome. that is really the goal then of spiritual friendship is that together you bring out this beautiful fragrance to oh, the world. And, the and there's actually, and this is what I want to kind of end it on. Cause there okay, is wanna, a verse that speaks to this. Before you end it though, I want to okay. say that as we started out this topic, um, we opened it up about gratitude. So the gratitude that I feel to God for having you in my life and, um, it fills me with a deep sense of peace and being loved within I can go out into the community. Right. And it be fills that way. the cup it to does. overflowing, to yes. overflowing. Yes. Right. Yes. And so the verse I wanted us to land on and to leave everyone with and to, to encourage you to do the things that will help you find and develop these spiritual friendships comes from second Corinthians chapter two, verse 15. And it is, For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. Mm. And that's what spiritual friendship really is meant to be, a pleasing aroma to each other and the world of the love of the Lord, the love that transforms our lives and the lives of others and elevates us to heaven on earth when we can love in the joy of the Lord. So let us be Amen. examples of heaven as we love each other and our spiritual friendships. Yes. Amen. This is just such a great way to end. I thank you so much for walking shoulder to shoulder with Megan and I as we share our spiritual friendship with you. And hopefully have given you a few tips on how to form more spiritual friendships. Until then, God bless. God bless.